Welcome back to the Standing Room Only podcast. This is episode number 127. As always, you can follow our social media page at SROnlyPod. Uh, we post on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever. Follow us there. You can follow our personal pages. Mine is at the Healy6. I am iGoose with four O's. Hit that follow button. Let's talk sports. We got a uh, nice little slate for you guys today. Got some NBA, some MLB, some NFL news. I think we yeah, should get started with the MLB. And a lot MLB. of it's not great. <laughs> it's it's not, and it is. They're, they're it's good hot for topics. us because we can talk about it, but it's not great for the players. Not great at all. And we don't have any crazy trades to talk about, not yet. <laughs> but let's get started with the MLB. We saw recent news. One of probably America's or just MLB fans, one of their favorite players, Fernando Tatis Jr. He gets suspended for 80 games for PEDs, tested positive. It's coming out that apparently it could have been something in a product he was taking for his hair, at least according to Senior. Don't know if that is the case. Don't know what I believe. Yeah, at first, they uh, Fernando Tatis Sr. came out and said it was something for his hair. And then another report came out when it originally happened. They thought it was something for a rainworm that he had, and they yep. tried playing that up. But the thing that you use for rainworm isn't even, it wasn't even spelled the same. It started off similar with C-L-O, but it had more letters in it, and it wasn't even like a steroid thing in general. So the the thing he took was a steroid. It was meant for muscle growth. It wasn't meant for him to come back from injury or whatnot. And it's just it's a shame. One of ba- baseball's young stars. He got a massive contract. He got he also hurt himself in the off season riding a motorcycle. That's kept him out for half over half the year. He's supposed to come back. Any day now, he just had a rehab start. He had a double, he had a triple, and now he's suspended for the rest of year, the year, and it's going to go into next season. And it's just, he, he was one of my favorite guys. He was, he was a lot of people's favorite player, and he is the mold of like an Alex Rodriguez, which funny how he's going down the same road, but he was younger, fast. Yeah. He was strong. He was a taller shortstop. And now his career, at least for now, is going to be severely tainted. We know what happens when you test positive and you get suspended. We have seen the likes of Barry Bonds and others not even in the Hall of Fame because of positive tests. Some guys not even that are linked to it without positive tests. He is 23 years old. And unfortunately for the next 10, 15 years of his MLB career, which could be as successful as they come, now everybody's going to wonder, wow, you tested positive for steroids to get to that point. And it makes you wonder, did he know? Did he not know? To me, and we talk about it a lot, and it's funny because on our last episode, we talked about his rehab. And we talked about him coming back, and it was just a short few days later suspended for 80 games my my take on this is you're a professional athlete you make enough money you make a lot of money right 
you have financial advisors, you have a, you have an agent. To me, there's athletes who pay so much money just so that they know what they're they hire nutritionists. They know what's going in their body. They want to make sure they're playing until they're in their 40s. We see it. We see it with LeBron spends over a million dollars a year on his nutrition and his health. My thing is, if you are a professional athlete, you should know what you're taking, especially if somebody's prescribing you something, they generally will tell you. I've never gone to the doctor and and have gotten uh, prescribed steroids without them telling me it's a steroid. Like they tell you, oh yeah, just so you know, you're, you know, you're having uh, an issue here. We're going to give you this. It's steroid. Um, and it could be for Al, it could be for so many different things. And they'll tell you me, if I get told that my eyebrows are going up, up, oh, it's a steroid. What is this? Let me look at a band. Let me check out a band substance list to make sure I can take this or let me because I'm rich and famous and I'm a pro athlete and I just signed this huge deal, let me call somebody who's going to be able to get me the answer that I need because that should be my thought process. Now, is he going to lose out on his hundreds of millions of dollars? No. But does it tarnish his career? Yes, it does. I, I, I'm doing a, this is a side note, I'm doing a physique competition in, in April, May, natural bodybuilding. You get tested. I know a list of what I can and cannot have in my body. So there are products I will look at and will not look at. So if I get something from a doctor for whatever reason, say I hurt my back, right? And I can't lift, can't do anything. I'm going to know what I can have and what I can't have. So, and that, that kind of goes along lines as a professional uh, of any sport, you just got to know what is going in your body and if that's okay. So it's hard to believe that this was an issue for ringworm and he's just like, oh, okay. And if it was, then damn, I feel bad for that. I feel bad regardless. He's only 23 years old. I think he needs it's he's he needs better people around him because as we knew earlier he got hurt in the off season he has better people around him he would not be riding motorcycles and getting hurt and being reckless also the fact that they tried covering it up by quick thinking and being like oh this thing's associated with a rainworm and trying to get that as like the the cause of it when it wasn't even correlated or the right substance, that's bad. And also think his dad at one time was linked on the Mitchell report and was teammates with Mark McGuire. He may have had an influence and due to people he knew, they might've been trying to help him out. And especially when you get paid millions of dollars, you have all that pressure to perform. It makes you wonder, especially at that age too, it's kind of a weird, I feel like it's a weird time to start taking that, but also maybe not really because your body's really developing and you know, you're, you're blasting, you know, you're maximizing your testosterone and so on and so forth. I just, I agree with you. Maybe it's who's in his corner. I mean, I don't see how it wouldn't be, but that's, that's a bummer. I was excited. They go out and make the splash. They get yeah, Soto. Yeah, Juan Soto. We were like, expecting a huge on, playoff man. run. And I feel bad for my friend who, I don't know if it's hurting him money-wise, but before the pandemic, he went out there, bought a bunch of Fernando Tatis cards, 
their value skyrocketed due to COVID, and the values absolutely tanked on the cards. Oh yeah, I mean at this point, people aren't going to touch them now. And it makes you wonder. So he gets suspended, and I don't know the science behind it. What if he comes back and and he's tested and he's clean, and he's hitting fifty home run seasons, ten seasons in a row, something crazy that we've never seen, right? Mm-hmm. He's. I feel like everybody's always gonna be like, yeah, but he takes steroids. Like that's always gonna be there. You know, it doesn't go away. When we think of Barry Bonds or we think of Mark McGuire. All right, Juice. I think of Juice. You know, or A Rod. A Rod. A Rod. Though he got tested early on, I'm a believer. If A Rod didn't get suspended in 2016, he may have been in the Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. They, they may have. They may have pushed that. Uh, away his early on test because he did end up playing like a full career afterwards and was one of the best players ever and him being in the media and being like a nice guy may have helped him out but that late test now you're like oh i don't know how good his career is now because he, he tested positive before was that 2003 was that yeah texas yes yep he was a, dude. He was a monster. What game came out that he was the cover on? Was that Slugfest? Uh, Slugfest? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was a fun game. Um, yeah. I I mean that's that's the reality. That's the sad reality. And it's not just baseball. It's any sport. It's it's a PED. It's a performance enhancing drug. It's banned. And I think I think Fernando Tatis has a lot of time to recover, given his age, given his age. You do like look at his forty-seven home run season. You're like, uh, <laughs> okay, let's see what he does moving forward. I think that's going to be the biggest thing because he's twenty-three. I look at, he's young, man. He's a baby, right? He's twenty-three years old. He's a kid. He's going to learn. I think what is going to be the telling tale about it is going to be his perseverance because this. Not only did you have the the, the accident, you got hurt. You're coming back. And this happens. Okay, now this is twice within a year or something. You're in the news again, dude. You're in the news again. You're 23 years old. There's a lot of pressure. Let's see that bounce back. I think that bounce back is going to be bigger than the, than, than the actual setback. I think that the, he's, got, he's got a lot to go, a lot to prove, and I think he's going to do it. And it's going to speak volume compared to this mishap. Yeah. I'm still rooting for him. I, I am too. I, I hope he figures this out. I do have a question to propose, though. You did okay. talk about how much guaranteed money he has. I think in the future, maybe in the collective bargaining agreement or something, there should be a clause where if you end up getting suspended, your contract could then not be fully guaranteed and there could be a cutoff point. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't see them cutting Tatis, but let's say he gets caught and they're like, all right, now instead of your 13-year, $350 million deal, it's only going to be like a four-year, $80 million deal. I think when it comes to PEDs especially, yes. Now, is he suspended without pay? I believe he is. Yeah. So he's still losing... A lot of money. 80 games is a lot. Like when it you're is. making that much. But it, his, now, contract's is it pennies? Full, his contract's backloaded. Yeah. I was going to say, is that pennies compared to what he is going to make? Absolutely. 
So I do agree, though, but they can put that they can add a clause. So I I think it will be moving forward. Hey, we're going to give you we're going to make you a half a billionaire. This is not even including any endorsements you're going to get on the side. That'll make you closer to a billionaire, right? But here's the thing. Just don't fuck up. And here's, here's how. A, B, and C. These are the clauses. One, don't get sexual misconduct in any shape, way, way shape, or form. Okay? Because now none, that's automatic. Nothing's guaranteed. We're probably going to cut you. Two, if you test positive for PEDs, we take a quarter of that. Only, now only 75% is guaranteed because you still want to, you still want to have motivation, right? You still want to motivate. I mean, that's the whole point of giving somebody a big deal is how is this going to help our franchise in the future? How can we keep this guy motivated, keep the morale up in the locker room? How, you know, a guy that's going to bring the energy and maybe, and hopefully a world series or a championship, whatever the sport is. So you don't want to take too much, but I think there should be a clause that says, hey, I want you to think twice about this. You're going to lose a lot of money if you fuck up. So I agree. I agree. On top of, obviously, the MLB or the NFL or the NBA suspending you without pay for those 80 games. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Do want to talk about another contract, though. Michael Harris. The, the Braves are just... They're being very smart and they are setting themselves up for a probably like a 90s run that they had way back in the day. They signed Acuna to like a 10-year deal. They signed Ozzy Albies to a 7-year deal. Matt Olson to an 8-year deal. Austin Riley is like a 10-year, $200 million deal. And now Michael Harris, who let me get the exact numbers here. Michael Harris, who is a rookie, he has played 72 games, and I think he didn't even play AAA in his career. He got up to AA. This was the first year of him playing in AA. He went to the majors. He got signed to a eight-year, $72 million deal with two additional options on top of that to make it a 10-year, million million dollar deal that's that's like i know we had talked about it briefly i we talk about this and it it makes sense to get at the young guys this large number of money because Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going to happen i mean look at who's the player we bring up every once in a while that signed the massive deal and ended up in like a 105 for the rest of his career. Who is that? Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward is one of Chris them. Davis. Who is the, Chris Davis, Baltimore Orioles. You see, so they, they went all in, right? In a way they're going all in on a guy that's only played 70 games and we see it with other players, right? You're giving them all this money, and they're like, "Whoa, I don't know which way my career is gonna go because I don't. It's not even going anywhere mm-hmm. yet. I'm just getting started." Do you take the guaranteed money of a hundred mil? A hundred million is a lot of money. A lot of people don't see a million in their life, right? Or a couple of million, or whatever it may be. So not only are they giving him a very player-friendly deal at this point? It may not be a player-friendly deal in two to three years if he's really one of the best in the league, but it solidifies the run that they could potentially have, which makes it worth it for these guys, and they can always reconstruct contracts. 
But that's one of the things I always say is in these leagues, if I was in the franchise, in the organization, I had control over contracts. How, we always ask, how do, how do teams afford a billion-dollar payroll? Easy. You're going to front-load one, one, a portion of the players. You're going to back-load the other portion of the players. Some are going to be, you know, inter- and, and there's ways to do it. There's ways to do it. And what Atlanta's doing is they're basically taking what they know as being very, very good talent. None, a few, they actually have a few really, really good players. Like Acuna has a really bright future. Uh, I like Riley quite a bit. Um, and he got a really good deal. And Ozzy and some of those other guys, but not, they, they play well together. The, the team is a good team. They made a nice comeback this season. Now imagine having that same team for the next eight years. I think that's yeah. incredible. And they're not overpaying, but they're, these guys are getting enough money to where they're, they're getting like, more hey, than I'll... their value at the moment, too. And that's what it is. They're being sold on, they're being oversold on current value with the expectation that, one, the cost, the value of anything's going to go up, right? Like there, there's more money in the world than we've ever seen over in the last two years alone. The most money's been printed, right? So everybody, there's more money that's going to go around. There's more deals, TV deals. There's just, everything's going up. And they're getting these guys at this value here, and they're making it look good because it is really good, right? Mm-hmm. But in three to four years, is it good? No. Probably not. Probably not. And like Michael Harris, he, let's say he ends up being sick because he is a very good defender and he's hitting pretty well. If he play he he would still have to play another six years before he hits free agency. He may earn like fifty million dollars in that time. And it's like, do you wanna play six years, earn fifty, and then over the next four earn an extra fifty million dollars on top of what you already have and earn hundred fifty million over ten compared to a hundred? It's like, no. He could end up getting hurt this season, being out for a full year, come back, not play well, and then he's still going to get $100 million. He's locked up. He doesn't have to. He's getting paid. I don't know how it's uh, filtered over the next few years, but instead of the next three years, he earns $500,000, $500,000, $750,000. He will earn like $10 million. And then when he goes to arbitration, let's say he's an average player, they might get him for $3 million. Nope. He's going to get like $10 million on average. Yeah. And it's, I mean, one more thing to look at. I just had a look. Dude's 21 years old. Yeah. So if he is as good as the potential, right? And okay, maybe he got stiffed in his first 10 years. Think about a lot of baseball guys in, in the league. They don't end up hitting the bigs till their mid twenties. Mm-hmm. This guy is going to be fully seasoned, full vet by the time he's years. 30, 31 years old. Has a whole nother career in him. He has another five more solid years, give give or take. Some guys retire a little bit earlier. Some and guys contracts are only going to be bigger at that point. So to me, if you look at it, it's a win win situation. It's a win for Atlanta. It's a win for Michael Harris. Twenty one years old with that much money. And, I mean, he's obviously showing potential. He's showing a lot of potential so far. So, 
Yeah. And me, Atlanta being my second favorite team, I'm not just saying that because they just won. I've been saying it since day one on the podcast. I've always been an Atlanta fan. I'm excited. And definitely helps excited. with Atlanta. They're taking, I would say, I would call these low-risk deals as well. They already know Acuna's potential. They already know Ozzy Albies, what you're going to get out of him. Austin Riley, you're seeing what he can do, but it's not guaranteed. Michael Harris, you see the potential in him. He could be amazing, or he could end up being average. But if one of these deals don't work out, it's not going to hurt them in the long run. Like I said, Harris has two option years for $35 million at the end of his contract. They might only end up paying eight years, $72 million. And let's say he's off the team or something, he's counting on the payroll, $9 million, is that going to hurt them? No, they're going to be paying a lot of money regardless for the team, and they have a lot of room. Also, uh, what they could end up doing, you remember Rosny Castillo? I don't. So he was a big league player. He got paid for the Red Sox. He got paid $70 million before he even like played a big league game. Wow. They, the Red Sox, due to a loophole, it kind of cost him a major league career, but he's earning $70 million. I think he's fine. If you are not on the main roster or the 40-man, your pay doesn't count towards the payroll and the luxury tax. So these guys end up not being great. They could pull a Red Sox, have them in the minors, off the 40-man. No one's going to claim them because why would you pay $9 million for a minor league player? And they'd play in the minors while not even counting towards the payroll. Interesting how that works because you're still paying yeah you're still paying him that's like uh bobby oh, who is that that still gets paid every july 1st oh bobby but yeah that that's in the contract for uh like albert Pujols is going to get millions of dollars after his he's done yeah he's, he's getting paid by the angels for that so it's in a lot of yeah, contracts it's... now it's just funny because bobby bonilla got way more money because of uh I can't remember the correct word for deferring, deferring the payments. There's some bad contracts in the league. When we compare and look, like Jason Hayward might be one of the one of the worst. Uh, Chris Davis obviously is the worst. I always compare to Chris Davis because Chris Davis literally bent Baltimore over, decided to go in dry, and that was it. I mean, I I don't think that Cody Bellinger was on the brisk of potentially be in the next Chris uh, uh um Chris Davis but mm-hmm. it, I, yeah so shout out to Atlanta for doing what they're doing yeah and then uh the final baseball topic we'll briefly talk about it the playoff schedule got released and it's going to be interesting with in the divisional series and the championship series they are playing days in a row without a travel day between uh between teams when they travel so we could see uh seattle and new york play division series games four and five are at two different places they could play game four in seattle one night play a super late game because it's on the west coast and then they have to play game five the next day in new york so there's guys are gonna be tired 
And managing bullpens is going to be way more tougher. You got to make sure you win games in the playoffs. <laughs> if you wait too long, it could hurt you. And also, you might not be able to get your best starter out an extra game. In the divisional series, I think you could get him like games one and five. But the championship series, you will only get him for uh, twice. There's no chance to have him pitch games one, four, and five. Or one, four, I think and it seven. It, uh, it's going to be tough. We look at four-man rotations in the playoffs generally, and this is where I was talking about with the Sox. Like I said, they, they're not one of the hotter teams, but they're competing with the Astros. But the Astros beat up on the Sox today to make up for the other two losses, made it a football score as 21-5. to five. But I was looking at the Sox as a potential team to sneak into that central division being as bad as it is. And I was like, we don't even have to pitch Lucas Giolito, who is clearly on us. He's, he's slumping a little bit. He's had some good games, got some bad games today. It was a bad game for him. But I was like, we can rock with Dylan Cease. You can rock with Johnny Cueto, Lance Lynn, Michael Kopech. Those four right there all have potential. They're all pitching pretty well. Lance Lynn obviously had a, he came back from his injury and he was a little shaky, but he's still not bad. Now we're like, oh man, with these travel, no traveling or no days in between travel is going to be tough for pitching. Like you said, the bullpen, I would hope they would make it player friendly. If there was a game in Seattle and the next day it's in New York, they do a earlier game in Seattle, make it a three o'clock game. Even three o'clock would be still kind of late and then do a night game in New York. I feel like you would have to do it that way. Yeah. Just to not, I mean, going from the West Coast to the East Coast alone, you lose one, two, three, they're four hours ahead in New York. Or three hours, I'm sorry, three hours. Yeah, three hours. So that time difference, it makes it makes a difference. You, yeah, sleep on the plane, that's fine. It's not the same. It's just not the same. Yeah, you kind of have to hope, especially in the playoffs, you're playing teams closer to your area in hopes of if you get late into a series. But if you play a team that's across the U.S., you better beat them early in the series and not try to get to game five. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to get to that point. I feel like at least in the AL it likely is going to be Astros, Yankees dominating their way through, but baseball's fun. Baseball is ba we you, you know what we get in base in playoff baseball, so can't count anybody out just because somebody has the best record in the league. So regular season and postseason, there's two different types of teams that show up. So yeah, we're gonna move over to the NBA now. Uh, we'll start off with LeBron getting a massive extension, two years, ninety-seven million. He officially has the most guaranteed money in. NBA history, which I was surprised to hear who number one was. I'm surprised he wasn't number one already. But he overtook Kevin Durant, which KD will end up overtaking him. And there's going to be multiple guys that over overtake Kevin Durant. I'm surprised like Steph Curry isn't number one with his massive contract that he got before. But LeBron signs a two-year extension, which this is his last year. And then he has two years added on. I believe there is an opt-out, though. 
It'd be dumb for him to not have an opt-out. He always has opt-outs in his deals, especially the past few years when he could get out of it or restructure his contract. I still think he is going to opt out, though, when Bronny enters the league. But Bronny is going to be a senior this season. He's going to have one year of playing professional ball or, like, college basketball, and then NBA, which would be after the first year of his extension. And if there's an option, we know he's going to opt out or opt in, depending on where Bronny goes. He's got it he's got it laid out perfectly and I do want to see him and Bronny play. We just don't know. Bronny put up a nasty highlight the other day. He threw down a he took like the flight of stairs mm-hmm. straight up the and threw it down and that the was next super kid nice might to be see. better if we want to get into a topic about that. But we'll that, save that'll that be for a topic another for another day. But yes, I do agree with you. I do agree with you. But shout out to LeBron, man. I mean, even at his age performing clearly one of the best in the league still top three last year maybe top five we can call it safely call it top five arguably top three um i i'm excited for the lakers to see what they do anthony davis can be healthy i think this is what we saw last year was a huge wake-up call i still think the west is star-studded and they're gonna have a tough time again but uh that can transition us into uh this regular season schedule which was released yeah, we'll we we'll, t- we'll talk nice. about we'll talk mainly Bulls here due to the time, but I'm looking at the Bulls schedule now. Season starts in October. Their their home openers against the Cavs. You might be able to find some cheaper type tickets. Uh, but it is opening night. First game that came to mind, I was like, oh, the Celtics. That'd be a great one to go to. The one that's I'm eyeing that I would like to attend and see play. I would want to see James Harden and Joel Embiid play. Even though the 76ers have the Bulls number, I would love to see them play. At least James Harden like one more time before he Yeah, James Harden bad, I guess. Seen him play at least once. I can't remember if I've seen him play twice. Saw him as a rocket, killed us, super fun to watch. I, I think I only saw him as like a team USA guy. It might be the only oh, time. Oh, yeah. I was at that game, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I, I definitely remember that. There's a few games I'm eyeballing. Um, November 9th, we host the Pelicans. If Zion's back. Zion, should I would hope, is back. This dude's throwing down the crazy windmill dunks uh, as soon as they, they get kicked out of the playoffs. Um, they play back-to-back know, home games against the Knicks. You don't really see back-to-back games against a team at the same place. I think they did that because of, like, COVID stuff. Before, yeah. But I, I guess really, they're continuing that. It's kind of odd, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Of course, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. I am not opposed to making a trip up to Milwaukee, finally. We've been talking about it the last couple seasons. I'd like to go visit their stadium. Heard it's super nice. It's one of the newer ones. Maybe against the Lakers. That'd be a great game. Gotta see... I have yet to see LeBron. So I was very upset with myself that I didn't see Kobe. And LeBron's on that list as well. If I don't see LeBron, um, I failed as an NBA fan. I sure. think the tickets are going to be better in Milwaukee. So let's eye that day and look at ticket prices. Let's do it. It's a plan. Meet us there. <laughs> it is cool again. Last year, I started Bucks and Warriors on my birthday. 
and a, like a day or so later they played the Bulls. They are playing the Bulls a couple days after my birthday, so okay. I I might want to try to go to that game if possible. I'll, I'm definitely an eye ticket. I saw the Warriors play last year, but they put up a dud, so I would I would rather see them again. Let's see here. Milwaukee. I guess I gotta look up Milwaukee's schedule because I type in Bulls or Bucks Lakers and it immediately just pulled up their 2022. So oh man, there is going to be the Lakers. This... December 2nd is when they play the Lakers, a Friday. And we're looking, we're talking about Milwaukee, right? Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, the Bulls, they I think they play them later in the season. They play them March 29th on a Wednesday. So at that point of the season, I feel like early on, like December in Milwaukee would be better. And you got the guarantee of probably seeing LeBron and AD and whoever before a possible injury it's possible i'm really hoping that's not the case but with a little bit older lebron lebron if anything might get rest management i couldn't imagine it as much this year i feel like he's at the point where he needs that extra run at a title anthony davis though can't promise he won't miss half the season get him in get him get him season let him play 75 percent of the games and then at that point get into the playoffs and I think they'll be okay. In March 20 yeah, we might as well go early on in the season. Cuz let, let's see how many games after March 29th there are. Uh there are 1 2 3 4 5 6. There's six games. You got to think at this point in the seat or this at some point this year, LeBron is breaking the regular season points record. All time Yes. Yep. So I you think he probably... might hit it beforehand, but if for whatever reason, if that's on the watch, those tickets are unobtainable. Maybe it's good to get them early. Yeah. And then that too. flip them. No. <laughs> we could do that too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So we got to imagine he's going to average. I think this year he's going to average 27 points a game again, 28. I know he averaged about 30. We'll say call, call it 28. And with at that rate of 28 points a game, how many games is it going to be until he's over? I will tell you that right now. So he is like 1,300 points away right now. So quick math. 46 games. Ooh. So that's late in the season. That would be... Like what, fe- February, would we call it? March? Yeah. Yeah. That would be 60 plus games into this season. And then the Bucks one's going to be like, I don't know, 20, 20 ish. Unless he has some crazy 40 point games, but even then, it's we're just going to have to keep an to... eye on him. But I feel like Milwaukee would be better just because of the location. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the schedule for NBA. Uh, that'd be a key matchup. Maybe I would want to see the Timberwolves. Want to see Anthony Edwards at some point. The Mavericks would be cool. 
don't really care for the Suns. I don't really like Chris Paul. He's okay. Not like a huge fan of him. Devin Booker, don't care for. The Nets are always cool because I love Kevin Durant. The Clippers could be a decent one. Memphis could be a solid Memphis, team as well. Yeah. Yeah. Memphis Gotta could see. be definitely with John Morant. Yep. Yep. John Morant would be an interesting one for sure. Which they play Memphis in April. So yep. that'd be another so late season. Yeah. A lot of time for that. And then, uh, yeah, we'll end off the episode. Deshaun Watson, his suspension gets pushed up to 11 games, which a little strategic because I did read on Twitter that if he plays six games, it counts as a full season. So getting suspended for 11 when there's now 17 games played in the NFL. It's to play six. He's, he's still going to get a full season under his belt. So he's guaranteed his whole contract. Well, he's suspended for the first 11 games without pay. And he's only getting 1 million. He got fined 5 million too, which fine. But he's only getting paid $1 million this year. So it's not hurting at all. They knew what they were doing. It's crazy. This whole situation is just ridiculous with how it happened and how the teams and NFL tried acting as if they were doing something right when they were purposely avoiding what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, and I know yeah, that he's only getting a million dollars. Oh man. 11 games. He's suspended. He's only going to get a couple hundred thousand now out of a million dollars when he got paid a hundred something and guaranteed money. And he doesn't, and he doesn't lose the signing bonus either. Yeah. Crazy. It's that's that's, that's all works. I'm gonna say on that. That's it's ridiculous yeah, it's with what happened. Too many, with that too many and, questions, unanswered questions, right? And there's nothing so, I can do about it. It's yep. just ridiculous. I'm glad I am not a uh Browns fan. I'll say that. Dude, I their franchise literally is a toilet bowl at a like concert. Like it is horrible. It is used. I would and rather abused. have the shit team that they have had and not success compared to the situation now though because now you have diehard fans debating if they still want to be a browns fan it is going to get brushed under the table there have been other players historically that have been in trouble in situations i think big ben was one everybody learned to love big ben and i don't know the exact details so i shouldn't throw his name out there like that um but there have been other issues. But usually, like uh, Ray Rice, you get blackballed from the league because you're an asshole. Uh, other players that we saw another player beat up his wife, in, in, or he was an ex-player, so I guess he had no chance of going back anyways. But we see it, and these guys do get blackballed. And then with this, it's like the arguments, oh, these women wanted money. It's like 20-something. Do we really believe that? Like, Come on, there's got to be some truth behind their stories. And obviously, we don't know. We don't, I don't know for sure. You don't know. Like, nobody knows, and that's part of the problem. What we do know is it's a little shady. And uh, the NFL, Roger Goodell was pushing for a full season, apparently. Obviously, he's trying to help his image because he, he's looked at it as, like, a, a, an ass. So, but they, they agreed upon 11, and not losing a whole lot of money and we'll see for the Browns. Now, if he ends up bringing a Super Bowl, do you think they're going to forget about it? For sure. 
Yeah, it would be bittersweet. For a lot bittersweet of fans. would be the best way. And I'm not saying I would be that way. I just feel mm-hmm. like some fans are very diehard. Also, Big Ben was drafted and won a Super Bowl like immediately. This guy yeah, was th- traded to the franchise with all these allegations behind him already. Yeah. So being yeah, a fan, right. I I don't know. I like let's say you got traded to the Bears. I don't know. I might have to <laughs> get a fandom with a new team. And Green Bay is always welcoming fans. So they're they're fun. They're a fun hey, time. Let me I, tell I do you. have Lambo's a, a fun time. I do have a Brett Favre poster in my room still. And a Lambeau Field. <laughs> hey, well, I don't blame you for that. At least it's a poster of Brett Favre and not what Brett Favre's notorious for in his yeah. text messages. So Oh yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's it for the NFL. NFL season is right around the corner. We will give our predictions for divisional uh, and wild card as usual ritual before the actual start of the season. That won't be next week. Might be the week, the following week. We gotta, we gotta, we're gonna discuss, and of course, we'll put out polls on Twitter as well for the NFL season. Good luck to everybody drafting in their fantasy leagues in the next couple of weeks. I have a couple of drafts coming up. Wish me luck. I have not won in probably nine years. I've only won once, even though I know my shit. But somebody always knows more shit than me, and I hate it. But anyways, that's going to do it, guys. Make sure you're following us on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter. We are on TikTok as well, SROnlyPod. You can follow our podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify as well. And then our personal, I'm iGoose with four O's on social media. And then Healy. I am at the Healy 6 on Twitter and Instagram. So yeah, uh, yeah. Make sure you leave a like, and we will see you guys next week. Boom.